Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Rapid Recap here on the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel. He's Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter, and if you guys are watching on the YouTube channel, I encourage you guys to like this video, subscribe to the Inside Nebraska YouTube page, and visit InsideNebraska.com where we have tons more coverage on uh, Nebraska's 17-9 win over Northwestern. We're just going uh, rapid fire style here. I like it. Initial thoughts, we got a bowl game potentially in the balance. <laughs> you told me on the last Rapid Recap on Monday that I couldn't talk about the a potential bowl game until they, if they beat Northwestern, well, they did, Greg Smith. They, they did beat Northwestern. They, now we can talk about it. They did it. We, we can talk about it. You guys saw it right here. So I know you guys are re returned and repeat viewers. So you saw us shake on it. Um, we can talk about it. I think that Nebraska, there's two, re two reasons why. One, obviously they won the game, and that was what we needed to see to get them one step closer to the six, the drive for six that I've kept talking about. But also, I really like something that Matt Rule said in the post-game press conference, too, about this is a game that the team would not have won early yeah. in the season. And I think that that is it's it's really important. A lot of players talked about it. You can watch those videos here as well on the YouTube channel. A lot of them talked about it too, about how they're all playing together and more as a brotherhood now than they were early in the season. And I think that tells me that they would not have the type of collapse that you would need to have in order for them to now not make a bowl game. I don't want to jinx it and say it's guaranteed, but man, it feels like that would be hard to see, especially with that defense. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it many times. They have a, they have a schedule that's softer than a baby's pinky finger, like the rest of the way, because they've I mean, it's one of the it's one of the down years of a, of the Big Ten West, which mm. is never is never a, a super super strong conference. And now you have that that slate, mm. this a soft schedule, a soft schedule of those winnable, manageable games. Mm. Um, again, like you had today, and but uh, like you said, that that quote from Rule about I think we would have lost this game yeah. um, at the beginning of the year. And then now, after fighting through adversity and growing together as a team, he said uh, we now it's a win. So I think you're seeing the the baby steps and the growth of this program because I see this as a um, one of our Laguna Husker on our on our message board yeah. um, talked about how going into the game um, said is this a tur uh, the, uh, turning a corner he said is yeah. this like a turning a, a corner game because of the way uh, Scott Frost teams used to would this is like the ideal it would have picture perfect game and they, they would have gotten like blown out <laughs> yeah. like it would have just been a loss it would have been some sort of blowout yeah exactly I mean I, I then did some research uh, going through the Nebraska Northwestern history and outside of the COVID year in 2020 mm -hmm. um, weird wacky year in the in 2017 18 19 21 22 so f uh, in four of uh, in each of those years so five of the last six yeah. the Northwestern game whether it was a win or a loss whether they beat them or lost northwestern right after that is when they went on a run of a losing streak mm. or some sort of winning streak um i know in 2017 it was uh they lost um in 2018 for instance they lost six straight games and then they beat northwestern um right. coming out and that that was the start of uh of a winning streak of four winning four of the last six uh, in 2018 and in 2021, we've talked about yep. um, they started three and three like they did last year and this year yep. in 21. They started off three and three and then finished 0 and six, six straight losses. There's, uh, I have a column that's going to be going up on InsideNebraska.com um, shortly after this of uh, taking a look at those uh, at those wins and losses, like how the Northwestern game was sort of like a, um, a turning point one way or another. And Fork I'm wondering if. And that's the thing. That's why I'm, I'm kind of asking you: Is this more of a baby steps game than a turning the 
turning a corner game. I don't know if you see those as the same thing or. I think I would say that because it is because a we're turning, not out of the woods. yet. I want people. Yes, but I want people to understand. Like when I say I, I agree that it is a turning point game, but I want people. There's some nuance there, right? I am not saying like the program has arrived or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, is them winning a game like this um, in a game like they did well, not last week, but two weeks ago now um, at Illinois. Those are really positive signs for the future of this program. Like I think it's it's weird because on one hand you're like, oh man, the football is ugly like it doesn't look great like the offense isn't high flying yet even though I don't want to go on that rant about that right now I've got thoughts about the whole the talk about the offense I'll stay on topic um I think that it is a positive momentum for the program and it's a great sign that they won this game um and it makes you feel so much more confident going into next week in Purdue which is another game that we would have said previously is that kind of not even trap game isn't the right word for it but a game that could let down game yeah that they would have had a letdown even though this is not a program that should be having letdowns really against anyone but I don't think that they're going to have that um, going into that game because of them being able to win this one those are the exact same points like that that those are the points that were in my head but you put it mm-hmm. out there like you you described it better than I than I could because yeah it's not as if it's a turning point where now everything everything changes and they're going to go to a Big Ten championship yeah, game. Nebraska is not back right. we're not saying that but we are saying that there's steps being taken now, do you feel though that the ceiling for this for this season just year one mm-hmm. under rule do you feel like the ceiling changes like because of this win because of uh, some of the things you talked about and then Minnesota beats uh, Iowa <laughs> like the Big Ten West is wide open, wide open and I know I mean Nebraska controls its own destiny in the Big Ten uh, West race so wild. which is weird but um, I mean Wisconsin and Iowa remain the top two contenders but, mm, but they play them <laughs> the fact yeah the fact remains that Nebraska does control its destiny in the Big Ten West and it's wide open and it would probably take a four and one or five and0 oh mm-hmm. finish but that's still on the table I don't know if you see the ceiling changing for this group or or not really I, it's a, it, it's funny I, I think that the no i think that the ceiling is, a, is about the same it's still you know six to eight wins on the super optimistic side like my bold prediction mm-hmm. um and get to the bowl game and i still think that that was the ceiling coming in but i think weathering all the things that are happening right now changes the ceiling for the future long-term outlook of this program i think that if they continue on this path that they're on right now and they find ways to grind out games um and they continue to play this great defense i think that you're going to feel really good going into next season year two of matt rule where you traditionally have that big jump I think that you you will start to feel really confident about that, pending what happens kind of with some of the offseason moves. Yeah, exactly. It's pending a lot of things, such as whether they can, like you alluded to, weather these injuries, weather the storm. Yeah, that's, that's starting to become – I don't even know if starting to become a huge storyline. I mean, it is. It it's is. here. Like, there's no way you look out at one point and the three freshman wide receivers are out there. You have Justin Devins Jenkins having to play guard, um, and then he has to move back over to center. Um, you've just got so many different injuries all on this offense but you should not forget about the defense who has also had to cycle through guys as well um, got Luke Reimer back today and he played well in some spots um, don't have Deshaun Singleton back yet um, who I still think was one of if not their best defender at that time when he went down Nash Hupmacher has taken that spot now um, and so yeah the team has just been really banged up that I think is the right now the biggest x factor for if they're going to go on some big run like we, we is on the table for them down the stretch yeah I mean you talk about the, those receivers Billy Kemp goes down today who's I mean, so now you've lost in the first week of August, the top four projected receivers in the rotation were Xavier Betts, Marcus Washington, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, and then you have Billy Kemp as a slot receiver. In whatever order you you yeah. slice it, those were the top four. Now 
three of those four are done for the year with uh, the torn ACL injuries to IGC, Marcus Washington, and then um, the departure of Xavier Betts from the program. And today, uh, Billy Kemp went down with a knee injury. Looks like potential MCL, Matt Rule said uh, after the game. He seemed, a, he seemed a lot more optimistic about, uh, about Kemp than I, I thought it looked. A lot time. more optimistic than when, when he first talked about Marcus Washington. We kind of felt that that one was, was going a really bad way. So we'll see. You never know. Like, hopefully it's a more of a short-term thing. It would be stunning to see him next week. But, it would, but if he can only be out for a couple of weeks, that would be huge. Either way, they're probably going to have to get by without him for the, for the short term. But we'll see. And probably sounds like Ethan Piper, you'll have to be without. It said, uh, he, Rule said yeah. that was more serious after the game. He got carded off to the locker room um, after getting looked at. And Nuri was asked about that, and he kind of sidestepped it. He was like, you know, I I shouldn't say too much about it, but, you know, your heart goes out to him, that sort of thing. It didn't sound great. When when, when guys start saying that, he talked about how they're roommates, and they were roommates, and, you know, that guy will will do anything for the team. He was already out there playing with a broken hand. Um, And so you do really feel for Ethan Piper, who was obviously laying his body on the line, literally, for the team. Um, You really feel for any type of long-term injury situation that looks like is coming there. Yeah, it was already playing with a broken hand and now he's suffered that injury so we'll we'll keep you updated on that um, over again at InsideNebraska.com and our, our YouTube channel but before we get out of here just you talked about uh, or we talked about Billy Kim uh, going down but stepping up in his place was true freshman Malachi Coleman um, I wanted to run through just what I thought were the three biggest plays of the game um, real quick because you have Malachi Coleman first career touchdown 44-yarder that broke the game open mm-hmm. uh, on the first play, the Huskers' first play of the fourth quarter, and then you have Isaac Gifford's touchdown-saving tackle in the yeah. first half. I believe, was it the first half or the third quarter? Third quarter, I want to say. So yeah, those two plays, and then um, I think you had a third one. There was I, a I want, I told there you was to save it for the pod. There was a punt by Brian Buschini <laughs> that flipped the field that put Northwestern inside of its own team. You went with a punt in the, the Big Ten West game I, as you, one of come the key on. plays you, of the game. I, I mentioned love it. that when we were in the box. You had to know that was coming because I was like, that was a Big Ten punt right there. Huge play for Nebraska because if Nebraska just plays that level of complimentary football, the way that defense is plays, and, the, and if they're not turning the ball over, they're going to be in every game and have positions to win. That was an, that was just a symbolic play of being able to play that type of ball. I love it. That, that fires me up. It's weird, but that punt the spiral on the punt though, like it was like <laughs> yeah. going through the air like beautifully, like yeah. went right across uh, our faces in the press box. It seemed like because yeah. I mean it was it was a beautiful Big Ten West punt That's right. from Brian Bruschini. That's that for some alliteration <laughs> right there. But um, yeah, complimentary football again. I mean, the offense did just enough. They had the one big play. They had the one big drive at the end of the first half uh, where Heidrich Harburg punched it in. Harburg, uh, tough. Uh, not, not the day you want to see from, uh, from Harburg coming out of right. a bye week. He finished, I think, um, 8 for 17 for 85 yards. Yeah, a touchdown, two interceptions. Um, but 70-some yards on the ground and a touchdown, but still not the performance you want to see from him. Last thing I hit on, performance you do want to see is from the defense. Yeah. I mean, they held they held Northwestern to 81 rushing yards, so six of the seven opponents this year outside of Michigan, have, they've held uh, they've held to less than 100 yards yeah. rushing. Uh, seven points allowed last week, nine points, or uh, two weeks ago against Illinois, nine this week, so 16 total points over the last two weeks. 
Uh, it's getting it eight done. Eight points per game, and then eight sacks today, which is incredible. Also allowed North. I think Northwestern crossed the 50, crossed the fifty yard line, got into ter- Nebraska's territory. I think seven times, and only surrendered nine points. That that's going to get it done every week. Nebraska's defense. I tweeted right after the game is legit, and they're going to keep them in a lot of ball games. If Nebraska's offense can give you twenty percent more, they're going to be really tough to beat down the stretch. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll, there's going to be excitement building for Purdue coming up. Purdue's mm-hmm. two and five, one and three in the Big Ten, coming off of a, off of their own bye week by the time next Saturday hits. So there's going to be some hope and anxiety, I'm sure, yeah. building throughout yeah. the week of, uh, of the possibilities and also the the fears of what might happen next. But we could go on for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, two hours yeah. on this stuff. Um, but we're uh, we're going to get out of here again. Encourage you guys to like this video, subscribe to the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel, get these videos dropped directly into your feed, and uh, encourage you guys to go to InsideNebraska.com where we have a lot more in-depth coverage of, uh, of this win and what's coming up in the big picture for the rest of year one in the Matt Rule era. So for Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter, and we'll catch you guys again next time.